Hello and welcome to the podcast. In this episode, this is a conversation that me and Emma Heald had on Instagram Live. And this is about how we create a healthy mindset, looking at our rituals, looking at yoga, looking at running, looking at movement practices, looking at getting outside. And me and Emma just literally had a conversation for half an hour while some people tuned in on Instagram Live. And this is the conversation we had. I hope you enjoy it. Hey, Ash. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thanks. First time I've done this, so uh, very amateurish. I was just quickly checking, <laughs> checking YouTube and like, how do you do? How do you jump onto Instagram Live? Really, really amateurish. I'm just gonna turn up a little bit. I think the beautiful thing about that Ash uh, is that everyone is in the same boat as us when it comes to all this sort of stuff. Even though it's been like nearly two years that we've been kind of very virtual. A lot of people I know are like, how do you do this? What happens when this happens? So, yeah, don't you worry at all. Um, So welcome to Instagram Live. I always think, try not to swear. (laughs) I'm not sure how how strict Instagram are, but I'd love to welcome you. And I just want to introduce you to everyone who's joined us or is joining us at the moment. So, Ash, you're a yoga teacher, you're going to have to add to this, yoga teacher, runner, PT, um, kind of movement practitioner, you're also a father, you've got two daughters and a partner, studio owner, uh, podcaster, (laughs) and many other things. So, I want to welcome you and all that you do to the podcast, and um, I'd love to really just dive straight in, because I know it's just after Christmas, and, and... that everyone has also a lot to do at this time but I just want to dive straight in Ash because it's quite rare in my world anyway to find people that run and do yoga or yoga and run you know in in quite a lot of balance with each other so what what was it that did you run first did you yoga first what how did you get into these areas so I've I've always been a real athletic person so I've always been real sporty and ran throughout my life on and off and I think running is one of those for, for a lot of people running is one of those things that you kind of you, you do for a little bit and you drift away from it you come back in drift away and you, and you get into it maybe you have a little few injuries or whatever it is and you leave it for a bit but then you're like oh, I need to get back into it mine was I had a particularly kind of barren period of running when I was in my late teens to my mid-twenties when I was in bands so I was um, lead singer in a band and we did quite well. We was uh, played in and played at Leeds Reading Festival, played on Radio One. Was um, we we toured the country up and down. We, we was semi professional, very very close to getting a record deal. And for that kind of like from my late teens to my mid twenties, I was very unhealthy in the, in the fact that the way that I dealt with life was uh, through drinking and taking a lot of drugs. Um, a lot of the emotional issues that I didn't really deal with, and the only way that I, I was that I could learn to deal with them was through abusing my mind and my body, and that led to a period of depression, anxiety, severe anxiety attacks, um, and a lot of I suppose self discovery. And running was one of those things where I actually started walk. You learn to walk first, and I started to walk first. I, I would literally go out and I would walk for two to three hours to try and clear my mind. And it's that kind of that headspace and just walking around and just putting things into into place. And running 
then came roughly about the same time as yoga because I was I was searching I was, I was suffering from depression and I, and I went to the doctors and the doctor gave me the prescription like every doctor tends to do is this is what you need to take this will make you feel better but I think that's twisting in the, we won't go too much into the medical industry but I think that's turning a little bit a lot more doctors now are saying are pushing into things like sleep exercise healthy diet um, and I, I kind of tuned into that intuitively I was like well He's just telling me to take this tablet. These tablets, I took them for two weeks and they made me feel even weirder. They made me feel more, even more less of myself. So um, I started, like I said, I started on this self-discovery and walking, running and yoga all kind of started to happen at the same period really. And they, they kind of gave me that space, that head space and they gave me that kind of physical release as well. So it was kind of around about the same period. I've been on this kind of journey for about 11 years of trying to make myself healthier mentally and physically mm, yeah well thanks for sharing that it's so it's, it's always so interesting to see how these disciplines if we can call them a discipline if how these disciplines or these things that we enjoy doing or we invest all our t- a lot of our time and energy in like how they arrive with us and as you as you just beautifully shared there you know through your experience your life experience um these practices have arrived and supported you in taking you out of kind of addiction and depression. Um, and yeah, that, the story of the, you know, going to our GP is such a big conversation that we could have. And, you know, sometimes being supported with, with, um, you know, antidepressants, etc., can, can lift us up a little, but that, that aspect of fitness, because I think it's Wim Hof, the, um, practitioner who does the, the cold walking and hiking and breath he, he kind of says that everything we have is inherently within us in our system like our immunity and all that sort of stuff so it sounds like through your running and through your yoga that's what kind of lifted lifted you out of where you were I just created it just created I, I suppose it's um I'd gone I'd gone very far away from a very very natural me I was using, like I said, I was using alcohol and drugs as a way to to deal with life that was putting, that was kind of papering over the cracks all the time, just putting plaster, just putting wallpaper over the cracks constantly and just layer, layer upon layer, just putting it over the cracks. And eventually that wallpaper is going to start to peel off and, you know, it's going to start to unfold and everything's going to start to come out and they'll be like, oh, there's the big cracks, you know, there's the big cracks in your life. And it was then that period of reading a lot, and like I say, I was obsessed with learn <clears throat> with learning about neuro, you know, down neurology, uh, health, um, physiology. So how we feel, how you can think yourself better, um, how you can change your rituals, and that has a response in. So just simple, just having a simple morning ritual. So Tony Tony Robbins, he calls it um, priming. You prime your mind, you prime your body as you wake up. John Kabat-Zinn calls it meditation. So wherever you look to um, your your advice or your guidance in terms of the teachers and people that you look up to, there's lots of evidence and lots of ways that if you create rituals and you create them and structure them and it's even my I even even have a, as sad as it sounds I even have a breakfast ritual and it's real and I, and I love it I love I love making my green tea I love making my porridge and putting my oats and you know it's like it's real and I'm really trying to be mindful with it you know so it's about creating and enjoying those rituals rather than 
thinking, ah, oh, can't wait to get to the weekend to have that that beer and you know, and go out and get off my with my with my mates, you know, because that's not mm. dealing with life. Like I said, you 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 you're actually escaping your real reality. Mm. Yeah, well, habits. I mean, habits is one thing that I'm I'm working on at the moment and trying to build in. Because um, as as you know, like being a yoga teacher for me, sometimes it's such an erratic day. You know, one day might start at 6 a.m. with a client, one day might finish at 10 p.m. with a client. And I'm, I've really learned this year, like, okay, no excuses. I can still build stability into my day. But I do find that the weeks where I have consistency with, like, a, a certain routine are much more productive. And I guess it's like with children or pets, you know, they get their food at the same time, they... They, they're going to school at the same time and they've got their feet on the ground whereas as adults we so often get caught up as you said in like looking forward to the weekend mm. or stumbling to in, into instagram instead of like making that drink that tea or whatever it was so yeah i think having having a routine is is absolutely brilliant and it probably brings you stability i would imagine like in your business as well because you manage a business so let me go back just briefly. When you, you found yoga and running, and then obviously you took a step forward from having that as your personal support to then supporting others. So what brought on that transition? What took you to be a yoga teacher, a run coach, PT, and all the other things yeah. you do? Yeah, so that's... Um, I was obsessed with, with becoming healthy. I was obsessed with watching training videos. I wanted to, so things like boxing, running, uh, uh, meditation and yoga. I was, I was consuming all this. How can I, how can I make myself healthy? How can, so I was like a sponge, uh, just absorbing it all. And I had this, because of this passion that I had, I felt, I, I'd talk to people constantly about what, what are they doing? How, what, do you work? How do you, do you run? Do you, do you do yoga? And I would try and inspire them. So, and then, I realised that this fire within me was like, well, I'm I'm trying to do this as I worked in a warehouse at the time. I was a manager of a warehouse, and we was we wholesale vintage clothing. And this was, well, yeah, like I said, about ten, eleven years ago. Uh, and I could have stayed in that job, and I could have, you know, become being very comfortable and lived a very comfortable life. But I, I knew that I had this burning desire to help. I knew that how I was helping myself and get better through the things that I was learning. Um, I could just help other people and just, you know, that little bit of change that you want to see in the world, I thought, if I can just inspire people to connect more to nature, to get outdoors more, to run more, to walk more, to meditate more, to do yoga, to move their body so that they can feel better, if I can just do that and, and I impact one person's life positively, then that's like, so, you know, it's so powerful and so profound. So I got into... Um, I retrained uh, as a personal trainer first, so that was the very first step into the into the fitness industry. I retrained whilst I was working full time in this um, wholesale job. Um, I I did a distance study. I did a an advanced personal training course. So there's lots of other um things like the weight management, obesity diabetes management. I can do NHS referrals, so people with medical conditions, um, okay. people with depression, anxiety, um, and other diseases. And I, I just, again, it just kind of, I, I, the more I learned, the more I was like, oh, I could help more people by having all these other skills. And then I, I'd practice yoga myself, like I could say, for about 10, 11 years now. And I, I thought I could add that to my, add that to my bow, so to speak. It's another skill to my bow. Um, so I, I learned how to teach teach yoga. 
uh, and then I was like, I'm gonna open a yoga studio. Since I, I couldn't find a, all the, all the places that I was looking at was all in like stuffy like halls, like the village halls, and I thought I looked at them and I thought I just don't feel it. You know that feel, yeah. you know, that intuitive kind of feeling when you feel like I just it just didn't feel, it felt stuffy and it felt so I, I felt like they're not right for me. So I want to open my own space. Um, and I dipped my toe in by getting a shop that was a, a shop, um, and then just changed it into a yoga studio. Um, so that's kind of how I I got into. Everything really. Great. Cool. So you opened the studio. What was it about three years ago? Yeah, it was twenty eighteen. Yeah. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. So obviously we've had. I mean, we're so at the moment for you guys that are just tuning in or watching this again in the future. We're based up in East Yorkshire, here in in Hull, in Hull in East Yorkshire, and it's um yoga. There's 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 yoga here. There is yoga classes, and yoga teachers, but we have a minimal amount of work let's say working yoga spaces like there's a few studios in Hull um but a lot of people like myself we often teach through like village halls or centers and we have quite a lot of gyms so when you you open the space and then what nearly two years ago we went into our first lockdown which (laughs) oh (laughs) again we could share we could talk about this quite quite a long time so what Happened then? Did you you went online with all your classes and your teachers? Yeah, well, I immediately went online. So I remember um, I was at a, I was at the gym where I did some personal training, and, and one of the ladies, one of the lady PTs there, said to me, "Have you heard of this thing called Zoom?" She's like, "You, you want to check this thing out because I think that's what everyone's going to be doing for the next few months." So I was like, "Right, I'll go home. I'll look at this thing called Zoom." The next day, yeah. I went into the lockdown, and I was like, oh, "Okay, this so there's this thing that you can like." other people can log on on video obviously most of us are real far behind in this but people have been doing this for years apparently and i'm like whoa we everyone's a bit zoom fatigued now but people have been doing this for even longer and um it just uh, the, the online stuff i've always found it's very convenient but i've i, I miss that in-person kind of connection that in that atmosphere um that kind of i think you teach differently when you when you're in in a room through people you've just you can pick up on people's body language there's those little details yeah. in again the unspoken stuff within the atmosphere that you whereas i always feel like when i'm teaching online i'm always teaching to a camera still so it's a little bit impersonal um so yeah, and so the way that it went from the studio going in person, we had a really good response when we first opened, and me being a male teacher, one of the one of the few in the city, kind of again, it was, I, I attracted a lot of males to yoga, uh, to their first classes, um, and then obviously that the the COVID thing hit, and then online, and there was just it was just up and down, and like I say, I I. I, I I was like, oh, still, still umming and ahhing about it. Now I do a little bit here and there, but yeah, it's yeah. The, the online stuff I found not great. Because what I notice, what I notice from like following you on Instagram and our conversations and that is that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, there tends to be this draw in your work for you to be outside. Like I often see you like demonstrating and showing things like in your garden or out and about, and I know that you you're bringing forward a run a run club and a trail running and trail and run fitness which is going to be held outside which is great for it's great to be outside as a runner i know i know i always tend to run outside now but also just in line with current health concerns let's say so 
are you happier you're happier being outside and and let us know a little bit about your where the business is going now because i want to do this trail running yeah so that's that's that is literally where the future lies for me and I think if you look at fitness trends in general as well um, because of Covid it's just accelerated the growth of things like boot camps and outdoor training, mm-hmm. running in particular and I think that's that's going to accelerate the growth of that even further as well as the online stuff and the online memberships. Um, so in-person stuff in classes is going to be uh, a little bit more niche. Um, a little bit more tailored to, to a certain type of person that really wants that um, but for me I've all yeah like you say I've always gravitated to the outdoor stuff just simple because it, it's 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 where we need to be it's where we, we are we are from as humans we've lived outside for millennia you know for millions of years we've lived outside um, it's very natural for us we breathe in more pathogens which makes our immune system stronger when we're outside Things like, um, so I, I've done lots of um, like forest bathing style walks, like mindful walks through um, trees and things. So again, Shinrin-yoku, which is forest bathing from Japanese um, principles. That is, so there's a invisible chemicals that we don't even see that from plants and trees called phytoncides that they're given off um, as part of the trees, uh, trees and, and plants' natural immune system. And it's to, to ward off insects and... and um, gems from there so it's part of it's basically part of the tree's immune system and what it does is it keeps the trees and the plants healthy but also it's a natural relaxant for a human and also when we're breathing in these phytoncides it actually boosts our nk cells so our natural killer cells which which help fight things like cancer and other diseases so when you're out underneath the trees that's why it's called that's why they call it forest bathing because you're bathing in 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 a sea of phytoncides which are natural chemicals that boost our immune system yeah and so there's uh, and it, again so there's evidence around what we're doing at the moment in terms of uh, in covid as well so if you have a look at um people that spend more out time more more time outdoors actually do better with covid so when they when they, when they contract covid they, the people that spend more time outdoors actually handle covid better um because uh-huh. because they've got a stronger more diverse immune system because they've been exposed to more things outside um so there's all of these reasons, and again, I was always naturally drawn to it, but then that, what I've done is I, that intuition kind of draws you out, and then what I do is, after that, I fill in all the science, like, I fill in it all with all this information, and go, ah, oh, this is why it makes you feel like this, this is what you uh, So, yeah, things like going back to it, so, like, the, um, I'm doing a lot more running coaching, analysing people's running, because pe- a lot of people run incorrectly, and I, I, I do, and I have done over the years, I've injured myself through running incorrectly, um, doing a lot more of the outdoor boot camps, the runners boot camps, um, which is going to be um, focused on the drills and exercises, strength based and balance based that can help you become a better runner, more connected. Um, so yeah, that's basically the, the, the overview of the outdoor stuff and how we're drawn to it. Mm, so interesting. And they're, and they're going to be held in Hull at no, at Hessel, is it? Yeah, in Hesselwood. Hesselwood yeah. Office Park. So uh, um, it's called the Temple Gym, which has a beautiful surroundings. It's got um, a look. It's a beautiful gym, and it also has a beautiful surroundings. And um, we're gonna have the boot camps there. We're also gonna do one boxing boot camp because, again, like I said, I do as much as possible. And boxing is very healing. Great workout, great for the mind mm. and body, and a great way to bust stress. It's brilliant. So that's fitness boxing. It's not gonna be any contact boxing where we're gonna get everyone <laughs> fighting with each other. But it's more fit- fitness boxing. <laughs> love it it's so good it is i mean i'm i'm slowly getting back to like having a few disciplines which has really helped me 
like I, I used to run a lot then I'd say yoga and run kind of 50 50 and then over the past few years I've gradually learned through one of my teachers like you know they say oh practice every day you have to do your yoga practice every day otherwise you know this will happen I've gradually learned that actually you don't have to do your yoga practice every day you'll be fine so um, I've gradually learned to replace some of my yoga practices with strength based training as well functional movement um, and I've found that that has been so helpful to not not only to my body but also to my mind you know I've learned a lot through yoga but I've I tweaked my knee the other day when I was at the gym and I was training with a guy called Alex Bishop who's a great PT and I was like really frustrated I was like oh god I can't believe I've done this and he's like he just gonna let it go just get on with it we'll do something else and I was like okay you know whereas we always think we have to read all this yoga philosophy learn all this stuff to be in the present moment but actually we can learn it through many different teachers and and many different disciplines um and they just support the body so well like if we just do yoga or we just run or we just strength check train um i think that is uh, a not a quicker way, but maybe more potential for injury. But if you've got all those three combined, um, and as you say, getting outside, it, it can really contribute. Like you say, science um, studies have proven to help work with the effects of COVID. So that's wonderful to hear. If you if you could only pick one, if you could only do one, would there be one that you would be like, oh, I'll always be a runner. I'll always be a yoga practitioner. Or... Yeah, that's that's a good question. It's like um, so. Katie Bowman. If you heard of Katie Bowman, Bowman the biomechanist. Yeah. So she talks about um, movement in terms of a a diet, a nutrition. Um, so she talks about it in terms of um, if you're only getting one form of nutrition. So broccoli is great, but if you're only eating broccoli then you're only going to get a limited amount of, of nutrition from the broccoli. If, if yeah. So it's exactly the same thing with, with running. If you're only doing running, you're only going to get a certain amount of nutrition within the joints and the muscles and the cardiovascular system and your brain from just running. That's why I think you need to do as wide, diverse movement rituals and patterns that you, yeah. practices that you can do. If you could only choose one, it probably would be running just because of the, the that kind of sheer release and 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 just clear space it gives me in my mind it's just empty and i mean to be fair i mean with yoga i wouldn't really call my practice you mentioned about functional i wouldn't really call my yoga like yoga like yoga you might not really really see it as yoga the way that i practice yoga it's more about um so there's thing there's a thing called a functional movement screening system, which is looking at how you can how you can lunge properly, how you can squat properly, whether you can get into deep squat, you know, whether you can um, arch your spine correctly, um, uh, whether you can rotate your shoulder and you and you can twist, and whether you can raise your hand over your head without pain, um, and that's how my movement slash yoga practice is. It's can I can I move my hip and can I get up off the floor um yeah. with, without using my hands can I get up out of that chair can I pick that box up in or have, oh, have I got the have I got limited movement on limited strength to do that so my movement slash yoga practice is all about keeping my joints range of motion as much as as possible um while still keeping them strong and healthy um 
so my kind of movement philosophy is I want to be able to move better so that I can feel better. I don't want to be my my ultimate fear is one of those um, one of those um, the, those mobility scooters. You know, fair enough. Some people are disabled and have to have those. But if you are you just you just basically got to the point where you have. Um, not looked after your body to the point where you, you, your back's knackered or your knees are done or your ankles are done or whatever and you have to have one of those because you've not looked after yourself that is my that is my ultimate fear is being in one yeah. being is, is using mobility is because i've not looked after my body yeah yeah i hear you and i think like like this is this is the only kind of vehicle that we get given in life like mm. we're not going to get another one um this is it, so, so to speak, what we've got here and now anyway in the moment. And yeah, the yoga, I'd love to maybe open up another conversation with you another day about that, you know, what what is a yoga practice? And I think it's, you know, I go to, I can see um, Danny's joins, I go to Danny's classes regularly at Ajiva Mukti Yoga. I mean, I very much interpret them, they're via Zoom, which I'm so grateful for because they're a London studio. And I very much adapt my practice nowadays to to be in that and I think that's where the strength training comes in to be at that point of where your practice is supporting you in your future health like time on my mat is my time there and then but that time on my mat is that investment in my future health so that I can get up and down off the floor so that I can reach up and put things up on a shelf you know it sounds a little strange but like when I went into strength training I thought, you know, if for one day my husband is over here, if he's not here one day, I want to be able to do all the things that I need to be able to do within my own home uh, by mm. myself, so yeah. to speak. So, yeah, what I've what I taken from our conversation just now is the kind of yoga and running took you from that kind of previous life that you were in and has brought you into here, and it's also supporting you in, in your future future health, but also your, your future business and supporting your family and all that and that's when I think yoga is beautifully stepping forward with the times you know um because that, that's a whole other conversation is it about isn't it about mm. the history of yoga and how we use it in today's modern world but I think if it's supporting us in our bodies it's supporting us in our minds it's supporting us in our relationships then that's the practice of yoga. It's about peace in our minds. And uh, how we adapt that is how we adapt it if it creates that result. Well, I think, I think, I think everything's becoming everything's becoming more kind of one as well like I think everybody I think you know yoga's taken a lot from Tai Chi and Qigong and a lot of martial art practices and bringing it in and also things like jiu-jitsu and, and but 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 then jiu-jitsu are taking stuff from yoga you know um running they're starting to look at mobility and how they can they're calling it mobility and how but basically which is yoga how, how they can do that maybe a little bit of pilates so and I think I think you look at even like um, hit workouts. They're doing more kind of dance routines and they're bringing more kind of street dance into some of the some of the what looks like a hit workout that you do for for twenty minutes. Then you can do hit dance workouts. You know, so I think it's just kind of everything's kind of just creating this 
this real kind of diverse practice yeah. where, that, where I don't think there's these, I think the boundaries and the segregations are f just breaking down a little bit. And I think the ones who are kind of like stuck in those boundaries are going to be the ones that will be a bit too kind of like, oh, no, a bit stuck basically in, yeah. the, in those confines. Yeah, yeah, it's, so, it's such an interesting world. It, it could be such a simple world. We just need to get outdoors. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> get outdoors and move a little bit. Absolutely. But it's not. It's not always. It's not always easy. Um, you know, whether you're running a business like yourself, you've got a family as well. You know, all these demands we have in our lives. It's very easy to put our fitness to one side. So, you know, I appreciate that you brought. You've, you've invested in a studio, a physical space for people to practice in. Uh, online, you know, and all these different ways of accessing our body and our mind and, and keeping our mind healthy. Um, I know that you need to, you've got, <laughs> your children need you later on or quite shortly this afternoon. Yeah. Um, so just before we go, just, just to wrap up, what's one thing that you're um, looking forward to in 2022? 2022 is is getting outdoors more yeah getting outdoors yeah. more and moving outdoors more and seeing people get outdoors and move more because i think like i said i'm so passionate about getting more people outdoors more people moving outdoors because it is so powerful for our health so i'm i'm hoping that the the fitness forecasters that, that are reading all these trends at the moment are, are correct and that more people will be outdoors walking running yeah. practicing tai chi qigong yoga whatever it is outdoors um, and just spending more time outdoors, being getting those fights inside, breathing those in, and, and strengthening our immune systems and our brain health, and yeah, getting outdoors more. Moving Brilliant. More. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Ash. So I'll wrap it up there. So, yeah, getting outdoors, moving more. So, um, if anyone wants to find Ash, they can look him up on Instagram and through his link tree. You can find all the details of the classes here. And if you've got any questions for Ash as well, you can just pop them to me. And um, I want to thank you for your time. Thank you. I'm going to come along to your, um, I've looked it up on a Thursday, to one of your run fitness classes for yeah. sure. Brilliant. And for your trail running. And uh, yeah, it's just so nice to speak to someone that does both disciplines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, more, more, more yogis should run and more runners should do yoga. So, absolutely so. absolutely oh thank you so much ash right i'll let you get thank, on your day thanks a lot I look forward thank, to speaking to you soon thank you nice to speak to you bye, bye everyone bye